0: Growing calls for vaccine mandates, crime on the rise, and someone enters the PC leadership race. This and more on the Manitoba Freethinker Podcast. Welcome back to another show, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're having a wonderful day, as always. Quick question. Are you guys in favor of having mask mandates? Or, I mean, I've asked that question before, but are you guys in favor of having vaccination mandates? That's actually the more important question and actually the hot topic right now. I can tell you personally, I am not in favor of having mask mandates or vaccination mandates for that matter. Vaccination mandates are fucking outrageous. I can't believe that businesses are even allowed to ask that question. But either way, Manitoba, I want to know what you guys think in the comments below. Uh, Let me know. Yeah, what you guys think about uh, vaccination mandates. All right, Manitoba, what a week it has been from COVID to crime to politics. It's been a busy week, and I'm just going to do my best to give you a fast recap of what took place over the last week. And one thing that did happen, just so you guys know today, um, on the national scene, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and opposition leader Aaron O'Toole were both in Winnipeg today, and they were talking to supporters trying to gain support for the upcoming federal election that's taking place on September 20th. I'm not going to really get into what they said and what they're all about this episode, um, because a lot's actually happening on the provincial scene that I want to talk about. Um, So I'll, I'll save that for another episode, or, I mean, just check it out online on YouTube. But remember the good old days when politics and religion were the two topics that divided families and caused huge family arguments and get-togethers and you know you had the crazy uncle that would talk about politics or bring up religion all the time man now it seems like that was nothing in compared to covid this is definitely the biggest divider amongst Canadians you know Manitobans and even Amongst families. But even though Brian Pallister is stepping down, his two class system is continuing full steam ahead in Manitoba. Um, And forget all about what I said earlier in uh, the episode, uh, me saying that this um, has not really affected me. Well, it definitely is now. I mean, obviously, there are so many places that are mandating proof of vaccination. You know, it's it's become fucking unreal. I, I, I'm very shocked at the, um, the direction that a lot of Manitoba businesses are, are taking. But the latest to making headlines, since uh, students are heading back to school in a couple weeks, uh, there's just growing calls uh, among a lot of different people for mask mandates and, believe it or not, vaccine mandates. Uh, for students and faculty members and even visitors visiting the school facilities. So, I mean, that's right, Manitoba, people are actually going to be losing their job if they refuse to get the vaccination. And one thing I don't understand is there are studies uh, coming out, and I'm pretty sure it's common knowledge now, uh, it's not really debated, that you can give and get C-19 just as easily as if you have had the shots or if you haven't had any vaccination shots, so having having people vaccinated isn't going to keep the kids any safer, and I'm talking about the kids who are under twelve who can't be vaccinated. That seems to be the concern among the people calling for vaccine mandates. They keep saying you got to keep the kids safe, but the vaccines don't prevent the kids from getting. C nineteen. So, I mean uh, it it just it doesn't make any sense. And even if the kids do get it, they have such a tiny, tiny, tiny chance of having a severe outcome from C nineteen. You know, it's probably more dangerous for the student to go to school than than um them getting a severe outcome from C nineteen. You know what I mean? Like they it's probably they probably have a greater chance of having a severe outcome just traveling from their house to the school than they would getting a severe outcome if if they even do get C-19. But Manitoba has never let facts or science or common sense get in the way of taking away rights and freedoms from Manitobans or mandating ineffective policies. Uh, I mean, talk of the the news cycle. As if you're planning on heading back to post-secondary school this fall, or if you're thinking about maybe attending secondary school here in the province in the future, as of now, you will need to be vaccinated. It's fucking unreal. University of Winnipeg, University of Manitoba, and Red River are all three going to be mandating vaccines for staff and students coming this school year, the University of Brandon is bringing in a phased approach to having vaccines mandatory, and there are also similar mandates coming out of the Canadian Mennonite University, University College of the North, and the Assiniboine Community College. So pretty much all the post-secondary schools in Manitoba are going to be requiring students and staff to be fully. Uh, vaccinated and i mean this is one way how you end up with people and with a society that just follows every single command given by the government um you know you mandate things like this and you force anyone with a different opinion out of a job and and then you end up just scaring people into obedience you know people need they got to pay rent they have a mortgage to pay they got to put food on the table they have kids to take care of Manitobans can't afford to lose their job. So unfortunately, a lot will just get the jab just strictly to save their, their job. Um, it's already announced earlier that in order to get on a plane, train, or boat in the country, you'll need to be fully uh, vaccinated. That's two shots. And Trudeau announced that he's going to mandate vaccines for all federal employees. Like I said earlier, like Manitobans are going to be losing their job if they are not Uh, if they've not received two doses of the vaccine. And it doesn't even stop at the post-secondary education. Opposition parties in Manitoba, the Liberals and the NDP, and the Teachers Union, which represents over 15,000 teachers in Manitoba, are calling on the government to mandate vaccines for all K-12 staff in the province. And that's every school division, every school. The NDP and Liberals even want mandatory vaccines for everyone working in the childcare industry, period. I mean, and it didn't take long for a school division to follow suit to jump on board with this mandate. Louis Rail School Division will be the first in the province to mandate vaccines for all staff. And, get this, they are also looking in the future to the ability to mandate vaccines for all students who are eligible to get the vaccine. So they're actually going to mandate students to get the vaccine. I could see a lot of parents choosing to homeschool. If schools start taking away the decision-making out of the parents' hands and putting it into school administrators' hands, especially when it comes to medical choices, I mean, parents aren't going to stand for that. This is coming on the heels of Manitoba getting hammered non-stop with negative news coverage and scare tactics from the province over the last few weeks non-stop and like uh Roussin started it off and Atwell continued it, and now Pallister followed, and now everyone's saying it. they're all claiming this is the disease of the unvaccinated you know and and with the non-stop coverage of the pending fourth wave that either we are in or will be entering. Come this school year. It's no wonder that schools are jumping on board with this mandate. I mean, and also, now that the dominant strain is the Delta variant, which they are advertising as it being more contagious, I'm not going to be surprised if more school divisions aren't going to be start mandating vaccines to staff and eventually students this school year. I mean, like I said, the disease of the unvaccinated, the delta strain being more contagious, and um, the fourth the fourth wave they're just they they're coming on strong on top of the vaccine mandate, the Louis Real School division is also implementing a mask mandate for all staff students and visitors, and they released a statement earlier this week detailing that medical grade masks will be required and be provided by them to anyone entering the facility. So Louis Riel School Division may be the only school division requiring vaccines at the moment, but a lot of school divisions are implementing a mask mandate come this school year. Uh, Seven Oaks, Winnipeg School Division, Assiniboine School Division, River East, Transcona, all of them, uh, Pemina, I believe. I'm pretty sure every school division now is mandating masks this upcoming year, regardless of vaccination status, by the way. And um, just you know, a lot of organizations and people calling for vaccine mandates are also saying that there should be exemptions made for people that can't get the vaccine due to medical or religious reasons, but they are not all in agreement on how that should be done. And some haven't even offered a plan on how to accommodate those Um, who can get the vaccine. But uh, one common suggestion uh, is regular testing. But if you guys have been paying attention to the news, like what's going on throughout the world, there seems to be a very big flaw on how we test for C-19. And, um, like, we seem to be getting a shit ton of false positives. And it's due to the kind of test we use, and I'm referring to the PCR testing, that we use here in the province it's even been brought up in multiple court cases how flawed that system that um testing is so as a uh, we don't even know if this is even constitutional right now for them to do this so time will tell but i do feel for the manitobans that are currently working in those uh institutions because like i said man they're gonna be lo- they're gonna be fired they're gonna lose their jobs if they don't get a medical procedure done to them unreal 2021 I can't believe this vote accordingly people like i said seems like the only party that's willing to uh stick up for our rights and freedoms is the uh people's party of canada And uh, uh, the other bit of COVID news, uh, just so you know, the Manitobans that have gotten the vaccine. And if you have gotten it before the deadline, uh, the first set of winners, the $100,000 jackpot, has been announced. So congrats to uh, the people that did win. At least you guys won some money out of this. And just so you guys do know, the winners of the school scholarships for the people aged 12 to 17... The first set of winners has been selected, but they just haven't been announced yet. All right, Manitoba, moving along from COVID, um, never a dull moment here in the province when it comes to crime. And the Winnipeg police uh, sent out a media release. Members of the homicide unit have a, has arrested and charged Douglas Wayne Last, a 50-year-old male of Winnipeg, for four fires believed to have been deliberately set, including one which fatally injured Zhang Jashin, a 60-year-old female. On August 15, 2021, approximately 11 p.m., emergency personnel responded to a fire at a building at 157 Scott Street. The building contained a convenience store on the lower level of the residence on the second floor. Sorry. The building contained a convenience store on the lower level and a residence on the second floor. Zhang Xin was rescued from the second floor and taken to hospital in critical condition. However, unfortunately, she succumbed to injuries related to the fire. Investigators determined that the fire had been deliberately set and three other fires has been set that evening all in the same geographic area it was believed that the same suspect was responsible for all four fires. There was one on um, 157 Scott Street, 151 Scott Street, 137 Scott Street, and 369 Stradbuck Avenue. On August 18, 2021, the police uh, released surveillance images and a video of a male suspect to the public. During the evening of August 19th, Detectives with the homicide unit were in the 300 block of Strabuck Avenue as a part of the investigation when they observed a male matching the suspect's description in the back lane. The male immediately attempted to flee but was apprehended after a brief foot pursuit. Douglas Last has been charged with manslaughter, arson with disregard for human life, and failed to comply with conditions of release and he has been detained in custody. On August 16, at approximately 11 p.m., the Winnipeg Police Service responded to a serious assault outside an establishment in the 100 block of Higgins Avenue. Police located an adult male who had been assaulted and sustained life-threatening injuries. The victim was identified as Ifa Germosa 41 of Winnipeg. He was transported to hospital in critical condition and the investigation was taken over by Major Crimes Unit. On August 17, Germosa succumbed to his injuries, and the homicide investigation is uh, continuing by the Major Crimes Unit. Also on August 17, Norman Richard Pruden, 37, of Winnipeg, was arrested for the murder of Aifa Germosa. It was believed that the victim and the accused were unknown to each other when they got into a verbal argument inside the establishment in the 100 block of Higgins. Grimosa was followed outside by Pruden, where he was seriously assaulted with a weapon. The following day, police located and arrested Pruden for aggravated assault, and after Grimosa died, the charges against Pruden were upgraded to second-degree murder, and he is still detained in custody. And also on the 16th, at approximately 2 a.m., Central District Patrol officers, with the assistance of the tactical support team, responded to a report of a female that had been shot in the 500 block of Young Street. Police located a 45-year-old female lying outside with a severe gunshot wound. They administered f- emergency first aid, and the victim was transported to hospital in critical condition and she later succumbed to her injuries. Uh, The victim has been identified as Dina Ann Markwick, 45, of Winnipeg, and uh, the investigation is continuing by the Homicide Unit, and anyone with information is asked to call the Homicide Unit or Crime Stoppers. There is a very good reason why Winnipeg is called murder peg and we are generally the murder capital of canada because um this death marks winnipeg's 28th homicide of the year and that's just the city of winnipeg and the year is just over half done so we are definitely on pace for hitting our previous murder records and again there doesn't seem to be much outrage from our mainstream media. They just continue to harp on people who are not wearing masks and now people who are just refusing to get vaccinated. It's kind of mind-blowing if you think about it. And not to be outdone by the Winnipeg police, Thompson, or sorry, RCMP have been hard at work. This past week as well, Thompson, RCMP, received a report of a firearm that was discharged into a residence located on Pipe Road in Thompson, Manitoba. Officers immediately attended to the residence and located a 25-year-old male from Cross Lake with a gunshot wound. He was taken to hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. And the investigation has determined that a male suspect approached the residence and discharged a firearm through the window, striking the victim. And anyone with information is asked to call Thompson, RCMP, or Crime Stoppers. And over in Portage La Prairie, police are looking for a suspect in an attempted child abduction. So, huge piece of shit. Be on the lookout for this, motherfucker. August 17th, around 9.15 a.m., Portage-la-Prairie RCMP received a report of an attempted child abduction of a nine-year-old girl that occurred in the back lane of a a residence located on 10th Street Northwest in Portage-la-Prairie. The girl reported that an unknown male had approached her from behind and grabbed her. While doing so, he asked her if she wanted to come home with him. The girl bit the man and managed to free herself. She then ran home to her, uh, ran home and the police were called. The suspect was seen running northbound down the back lane towards Lorne Avenue. Officers conducted a patrol of the area but did not locate the suspect. And the suspect is described as being a Caucasian male with an average build, approximately 5'3", 40 years of age, either blue or green eyes. And he had short white hair with a bald spot and a long white beard. He was wearing a black colored zip-up hoodie with gray sweat and reddish colored shoes. Yeah, sorry, gray sweatpants and reddish colored shoes. The girl did not suffer any physical injuries. Um, anyone who may have witnessed this incident or have any information uh, is asked to contact Portage of Prairie RCMP. Quote, this is a very concerning incident and the Portage-la-Prairie RCMP are taking every measure to track down the suspect, said Sergeant Paul Menagerie of the Manitoba RCMP. We need anyone who may have seen something or may have any information to contact us immediately. We also ask that the parents in the Portage-la-Prairie area be vigilant and take this opportunity to speak to the children about what to do if approached by a stranger. End quote. So, Winnipeg, Thompson, Portage La Prairie, do these cities sound familiar when I talk about crime? The only city that I'm missing today is Selkirk, uh, Selkirk, Manitoba, and I would be covering all of Manitoba's cities that makes Canada's 15 like top 15 most dangerous places to live in Canada. This is a common thread consistently over and over, week in, week out. There's crime, murder, violence nonstop in these cities. And again, silence from the media and silence from our politicians. It's not even brought up at all. And the other story that I want to highlight really fast here in the province is that there is an inmate in Stony Mountain Penitentiary that is suing five prison guards after alleging negligence after uh, he was stabbed. And the reason I want to bring this story to you is because Stony Mountain has been having numerous problems and for quite some time now. And that's from the deaths that keep occurring inside the prison to other violence that's being brought to the public's attention to the contraband that's being confiscated at such an alarming rate. And, like, just brazen packages being left in the yard. And these packages are being worth up to, like, $300,000. And not only that, also numerous, numerous reports of extreme gang affiliation inside Stony Mountain. I mean, Stony Mountain has major issues. But from CTV News, inmate stabbed seven times in the head sues Manitoba Prison officers alleging negligence. An inmate in Manitoba Prison is suing five correctional officers alleging negligence led to an attack where he was stabbed seven times in the head and face. Christopher... Kalamusa, an inmate in the Stony Mountain Institution, filed the statement of claim in Manitoba's court of Queen's Bench on August 10, 2021. The the claim lists five unnamed correction officers and the Attorney General of Canada, who is responsible for the Correction Services of Canada, CSC, as defendants. The claim alleges Kalamusa has been in a common area for inmates on August 11 where he was beaten and stabbed around seven times in the head and face by a group of other inmates. The claim alleges the corrections officers were not at their stations during the attack and had, quote, abandoned their duty to guard and protect him, end quote. And the claim said the inmates took advantage of the officers' absence to attack Kalamusa. The claim said that when officers did intervene, Calamusa was shot with a rubber bullet and pepper sprayed and he was left with permanent facial nerve damage scarring to his face loss of feeling and numbness and traumatic head injuries which caused permanent cognitive deficit, deficits according to the claim he also deals with post traumatic stress disorder fear and paranoia and needs professional counseling says the claim so i just want to bring that story to your attention um because Stony Mountain is a shit show. And as much as, like, you want to say, well, fuck it, he deserves it because he's in prison, technically, we have a responsibility to keep inmates safe. And if we do send them to prison, they do have a right to personal safety. So I don't like hearing stories about people getting stabbed. I mean, think about it. You can get sent to Stony Mountain For a non-violent crime. So I couldn't imagine being sent there. Like say like. I don't know you get caught up selling marijuana. Something that's a legal product now. But it's illegal to grow and sell. So picture being sent to Stony Mountain Penitentiary. Because you got caught selling a plant. And next thing you know. You know you got gang members stabbing you in the face. It's not right. Either way it's not right. I just want to highlight it because it seems like just all of our government-run institutions in the province of Manitoba are run fucking horribly. And, I mean, before I get any um, people saying it's... I know it's a federal institution, but I'm just saying it's inside of Manitoba. There's a common threat to shit that's here in Manitoba. You know what I mean? Just like the, the, the laboratory that's in Winnipeg it's a federal laboratory, but... Another shit show, but also Manitoba. Like I want to, uh, I want to clarify that there's definitely more crime than this. I just wanna, I'm just highlighting the the bad stuff. And the reason I'm highlighting the really bad stuff is because I just want to prove a point to you that there's just not like no, no one's concerned about it. No outrage. The, the news cycle is just dominated by COVID, COVID, COVID that is the only thing that our media talks about it's that's the only thing that they make it seem like the only problem we have in the province and manitoba consistently has city after city after city the most dangerous place to live it's so fucking frustrating and yet time magazine will come up with an article saying winnipeg is Makes the the, the top list. As one of the best places to live in the world. In 2021. Like it's fucking maddening. Yet we're on pace to break 45 murders. In the city of Winnipeg alone. We just hit our 28th murder. And we're in August only. It's fucking unreal. Where's Brian Pallister? Like where's Wob Canoe? Look. Dougal Lamont, like, where's the fucking outrage from our political leaders on shit that actually matters? But again, it's it's just COVID. So either way, uh, Manitoba, that is the crime that's taking place. Um, Fucking unreal, in my opinion. But, uh, you know, the more I talk about it, the more you guys talk about it, maybe something will eventually get done. All right, Manitoba, the show went a little longer than planned, but I do want to touch on politics before I end. Heather Stephenson will run to become the next leader of Manitoba's Progressive Conservative Party. So, uh, that's right, the MLA for Tuxedo announced her resignation from her duties as Manitoba's health minister on Wednesday, and she announced her intention to campaign to succeed Premier Brian Pallister as the party's leader. Quote Over the last eighteen months I've heard from countless Manitobans who are looking for a different approach, Stephenson said. And she said this at a community center in South Winnipeg surrounded by almost two dozen PC MLAs, including cabinet ministers Cliff Cullen, Cameron Friesen, Sarah Gilmar, John Reyes, Ron Schuler, and Reg Hewler. Quote, they're looking for someone who can heal our divisions and bring Manitobans together around a common vision that puts our families, our communities, and our small businesses first, end quote. Steveson promised as party leader she would do away with Bill 64, the controversial kindergarten to grade 12 reform legislation that would see locally elected school boards dissolved in favor of a central education authority. So she's already making moves um, or promising to make big moves if she becomes the leader of the PCs. And uh, in, her, uh, in the absence of uh, Stephenson stepping down, and just so you guys know, if uh, she was elected, that would actually be Manitoba's first female premier. So that would be interesting. But like I said, because Stephenson is stepping down, um, that put a void, and Premier Brian Pallister appointed Audrey Gordon as Manitoba's next Minister of Health and Seniors Care, taking over from Stephenson. So those are the two changes, uh, the big changes that were made on the provincial scene. Like I said, I know federally, Justin Trudeau and Aaron O'Toole were both in Winnipeg, but this show's already gone on too long, so I'm not going to get into that this episode. But um, yeah, there you go. Manitoba first name that has officially entered the race is Heather Stephenson, and uh, I'm interested to see. I mean, she had had a lot of PC support behind her, so I'm interested to see what kind of support other uh, people vying for that position get. But Manitoba, that is going to do it for today's show. I mean, there are a couple other current event topics I wanted to hit up on, but uh, like I said a couple times, today's show went a little too long. So for in the future, I mean, I'm going to start trying to do more shows, but shorter lengths, like maybe three shows a week, but only 15 to 20 minutes. As opposed to one or two shows a week that are like a half hour to 45 minutes or whatever. I don't know. I mean, I, I had my, the last few were at around 20 minutes, which was good. But sometimes, um, if I don't do enough of them per week, there's just too many things that happen throughout uh, the province. And uh, I'm just consistently missing pretty, uh, pretty big stories. So, like I said, I'm gonna try and do more stories, but shorter episodes. And uh, and like I said, I'm going to hopefully do interviews soon And have guests on So let me know in the comments below Or tweet or email me If you know of anyone or think of anyone I should approach To have on the show Or if you want to come on the show Let me know But like I said, man, that is going to do it for today's show Thank you so much for tuning in to another show I really do appreciate it Like, share, subscribe, do all that good stuff that helps out the show I really do appreciate it You can follow me on Twitter at mbfreethinker. Email is mbfreethinker at gmail.com. Facebook is Manitoba Freethinker. Same with YouTube. I don't usually uh, upload all episodes to YouTube. Um, I'm on most podcast platforms, but if you can't find me, go to my website at mbfreethinker.wordpress.com and you can get all my episodes there. I love you guys so much and thank you guys for tuning into another show and I'll catch you guys in a few days. Bye.